This is The Playbook. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode at Abundance. I have a really good friend, David Meltzer, on the show. Thank you so much for doing this. We had an amazing time on Office Hours. Now we're sitting in SoFi Stadium behind this insane view. So it's so good to have you on the show. Well, there's no place I'd rather be, number one, here, number two, with you, and number three, talking about abundance itself, living the law of everything for everyone, the law of love, the law of faith which is believing, feeling, saying, thinking, and doing everything in abundance. Yeah, and you have created such an inspiring platform for that where you're, you've allowed amazing people to come in and really share their story, whether it's financially, spiritually, physically, you know, completely crashing and burning and then rising from the ashes, or, you know, going through their trauma. I just thank you for that because you have done such an incredible job with that and really through that I've built an amazing network and really like a big like uh, store that keeps coming up with abundance is people keep talking about their network. Can you just talk about how like the right people, like how they've impacted your lives and, and how reciprocal that is? Because so many people think, oh, it's you got to take, take, take or there's give, give, give. But you, I think, have really mastered that equation of, of that. And you only know you've mastered an equation when you can articulate it simply. And so first I want to describe a network because a lot of people, when they think of a network, they actually think of the people. But what's truly a network is the connections between the people. See, the people are just two types of people in a network. People that can help one another or people who know other people that can help you. Mm -hmm. That's all. So. When I'm building a community, that's about the people. The community are people who can help each other or know people who can help each other. That's simple. But the network is the connection between those types of people. And what connects us is feelings. It's right. inspiration. It's energy. And so I focus primarily on, one, finding the most open-minded people and finding out where those connections are. And how I do that is asking them where they are today concerning either a subject matter or a topic that I'm interested in or they're interested in. And then finding out just two things. What do you like about it? And what don't you like? And the reason I ask that is that to create a community that's networked, which is different than just creating a community or just different than creating a network, mm -hmm. 5G is a network. Yeah, <laughs> there's no people, right? The network is there. Yeah. So in order to do that, if I find out what you like about solar and what you don't like about solar, what you like about podcasts and what you don't like about podcasts now coming from a place of value of appreciation, appreciation being uh, adding value to you, I have two choices. I can give you more of what you like, which is appreciating adding value, mm -hmm. or I can take away some of what you dislike, if not all of it. Mm -hmm. Once again, adding value. Right. And if I create a community that's connected through value, appreciation, and then we can share that value by having these people who want to help each other or know people that want to help each other. Now I'm creating momentum, inspiration. We're utilizing our intellect as well as our intuition to create what? Abundance. We created an abundant community, but don't overlook my first statement. And I'm going to repeat it because I know everyone has forgotten it. I find open-minded people. Mm -hmm. The biggest mistake that people make in building a community and or a network 
is they start with closed-minded people. So take the 5G network. We could have all the pops that you want in a 5G network, all the access points that you needed, all the towers and transmitters that you have. But if they're off, are they going to create the connection between the people? Absolutely no. not. And so many people forget the first step. So what do they do? They find someone that they think's a perfect avatar. Oh my goodness, I found someone that uses their phone 20 hours a day, both data and voice. They're a perfect customer for my network. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, they never turn their phone on. If they have a closed mind, what's the difference? Yeah. So let's spend our time finding people with open minds who have open hearts and open hands, ask the questions to find out where they are today as far as their likes and dislikes, help them gain more likes, take away some of their dislikes, and now you have a community that's networked and providing value to each other. No matter what you do, no matter what size of business or what stage of business, you're going to experience abundance. Well, thank you so much for breaking that down because you, you very much so simplified it. Because when you know, people are going out and trying to learn from people that are more advanced than they are in a certain aspect. They think, oh, in order for me to get there, I need to ask what this person can give me in order to shortcut my journey to get to where that's at. And I that finally like made sense to me one day when I kept going to events and wasn't quite getting to where I needed to go. And then I can't remember where I heard it, but I just asked uh, one of the guys that was there. I said, hey, like, what are you actually struggling with? Like, what are you actually struggling with in your business? And he was talking about like his client acquisition system and like hiring. We ended up becoming partners. That's my buddy Abdul. Now we've been partners for I don't know how many years at this point and have done millions and millions of dollars together, changed so many lives. But that was the connection because everybody was like, how do I, you know, how do you help me get here? How do you help me get there? And just changing that the way that we phrased it allowed for a deeper connection to happen, right? Because people in those places that grow big businesses like yourself have a big team. It's give, 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 give all the time, right? So when you hear that kind of energy shift, then there's more of an opportunity there. I'm trying to simplify that even a little bit further for you. I used to see everything as a competition. So I was competing for business. I was competing with you. I was competing to get more. That's a scarce thought. Mm -hmm. And all I had to do was add one more letter and I started to complete. How can I complete you? And when we look at the oneness and the abundance of completion, not competition, we can find these areas of value. And when we are utilizing completion instead of competition, we become influencers of each other, not influencers. What is it? Influencer is someone that's spreading the flu, right? Disease. Mm -hmm. I'm spreading ease. I know that I'm one thought away, usually a forgiving thought, by the way, but I'm only one thought away from that connection or ease. And so I'm utilizing my higher power of thinking to figure out what thought is it that I can utilize to create ease or a network between you and I, that connection, that flow, and what are other people or the people I'm dealing with doing to create the flu because mm -hmm. they're trying to project some insecurity or scarcity to create interference between you and I. So powerful because when you, again, shift into that abundance mindset. So many people think, oh, I'm only going to introduce you to think about financial gain and how can I be a part of that? And again, that just like sets you back. And people are more sensitive now so than ever with consciousness growing, heartfelt businesses growing, people really sharing a different message of not about the monetary gain and how you're 
you have to take and and sue to get your way to the top, right? It's changing. And so when people really start to pay attention to their frequency when they're talking, just like connecting as many people as you can, because like you said, if you're actually listening and you actually understand, people will tell you exactly where they're hurting or how they need help or what they're having issues with or their unknowns. And I used to not collect those contacts or those business cards or the, you know, exchange contact information if we weren't in the same business. Cause I'm like, I don't know how we can help each other immediately. But the more I just began to listen to other people around me from different industries, different walks of life, different age groups, and just started to like compile that knowledge of, like you said, what they enjoy doing and what they dislike about what they're doing and how can you add value to that? There's conversations that have come back up three years later that turned into an abundant relationship because I remembered that person was genuinely listening. And then same thing on the other side was having that same experience because I trained myself to be more of a listener, heartfelt, how can I help this person? If it's not now, it could be in three years, it could be in five years. And maybe there never is a connection, but since we had that moment, then it's like, you never know when they can help you out. And when you really come from that ab abundant mindset, it allows those opportunities. It's so funny because as an example of that, think how many nannies and trainers are super successful and hold high power positions because of the value that they provided their bosses compared to Harvard business graduates. Mm -hmm. There's many more trainers and nannies because they were abundant and were just of service and value to a very successful person who gave them an opportunity over a Harvard business graduate and now, and have performed because they have that abundant mindset as well. So it is about how can I add more of what you like or take away more of what you dislike mm -hmm. in order to appreciate the relationship between you and I. And one other thing to add to it, which a lot of people utilize as resistance to abundance or scarcity is a term called acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. See, we can only acquire the knowledge, acknowledge what we have when we don't have it anymore. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people actually confuse giving as the only way we can acknowledge what we have. Giving is wonderful, but giving, receiving and witnessing are all one. Therefore, that if we're truly abundant and live in faith that there's more than enough of everything for everyone, then we will realize that when things are lost, stolen, manipulated or cheated from us, that we receive not only the same value of acknowledgement, but we probably learn multiple lessons that we won't have if we just gave it away. So the truth in abundance is appreciation plus acknowledgement. Appreciation expands the vessel, Acknowledgement empties it, which now allows us to have faith to ask for more of what we want in the trajectory of what we think we want. So powerful. Wow. <clears throat> Everybody listening in, you might have to rewind that last segment and play it back in slow motion. I have to do that with some of your content because it's so <laughs> profound, but also so simply put, and your message is so powerful. Thank um, so for somebody that's, you know, people talk about, consciousness people talk about being enlightened people talk about being open-minded for people to really get started down that path i know that's a long-winded question but just to start kind of changing your perspective on reality so you can start asking for more abundance you can start asking for better people in your life what are some little tips or tricks you could share with the audience well i like to utilize five daily practices to do that and so the first one is simple. 
I ask myself every day, what do I want today? In the next 24 hours, what do I want in a trajectory of what I think I want? And I look at four things, personal, what do I want? Experiential, what do I want? Giving wise, productivity wise, what do I want? And receiving wise, what do I want just today? But in the trajectory of what I think I want, then I look for who I can help with what I want and who can help me. See, who can help me gives acceleration because the fastest way to get what I want is find someone that already has it, mm -hmm. ask them for directions. And statistical success or community and network building is effective and efficient in only one way by helping people get what they want. Right. And once I know what and who, then I can determine how am I going to use the time to be active in the planning or misplanning or sleep, whatever it is of what I want. If I do those three things, then I have the confirmation that you're looking for called prioritization. See, most people that feel overwhelmed, stuck, or procrastinate, it's not any other problem than prioritization. See, prioritization is the antidote to feeling stuck, procrastinating, or feeling overwhelmed. If you prioritize, that means you know what's important to you. That means you know your what, your who, and your how. If you can get to a point every day of prioritization and then utilize time and the meaning of the past in order to create efficiencies towards the future you think you want, you are going to be so statistically successful, but even more importantly, you now are living in this abundant world. See, the difference between scarcity and abundance and what I'm talking about in the daily practices are those people that don't prioritize, they're in search of their why. Those people that can prioritize, know what's important, who they can help, who can help them and how best to get it done. Those people who can prioritize are applying their why. They're applying their faith. They're applying their inspiration. Mm -hmm. They're applying their intellect and their intuition because they're connected to and through the source. And so if you think about what can I do, just simply know what you want, who you can help and how best to get it done. And you're going to apply your why by prioritizing. You'll never know, not ever, you'll never know what, it, you'll never be in a position where you don't know what to do. You'll never be in a position of, knowing what not that you, you're not stuck and that's 99% of the people don't know what to do because they haven't thought about it mm -hmm. not because of anything else so what do they say oh I'm in search of my why no apply your why mm -hmm. and apply these techniques and you'll live in abundance a universe of more than enough and it'll start to refine because our energy goes where we put our attention so for giving that away, like we're in such an economy and in a world where people are fighting for your attention to get you to buy into their why and their mission. And if it isn't aligned with yours, we need to learn how to shut off those channels. We consume so much television. We're on our screens. It's just we're giving away all of that energy, all that focus that we need to actually make change. So right now we're doing an inner circle challenge uh, with like 40 of my top students. Where I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to 10 to 20 extra business in the next 60 days. But here are the rules. This is what you have to do. Because I, I surveyed them asking, where are you spending your time in the first three hours of your day? And half of them, it, had, it didn't have anything to do with their business. Right. I said, that is the issue. And so as you start to start asking the right questions, like you said, get focused on it. It's like you will start to refine your why. You'll start to refine your mission. You'll start to refine what you actually want. Because I don't know how many times I had to go back and like scribble out my want and write in something new because I was actually thinking about it, 
actually experienced it and then found out how I could make it a better experience for myself, my family and everybody else around me. And but it just you have to start those questions. You have to start that process in order to start getting there, because when we really look at our lives and how much time which is I don't have time, I wish I had more time. It's like, think about that sentence you're saying right there. It's already taking away from you. It's all about how we how we position ourselves, because I don't know how many shows you've had. I've been a part of two, now three of them. You're all over the place. You have an amazing family. You're running multiple businesses. And, you know, there's people that are struggling working a one job single to say, I don't have enough time. So can you just talk about how we kind of scratch the surface of that with getting the right people and being in the right place? But how are you managing all that and continuing to have impact? You have a massive mission. You have an amazing team around you wherever you go. Just kind of walk us through that process of how Thinking Bigger has allowed you to do these things that, you know, most people would think not 50 men could do. <laughs> yeah, no. And first of all, thank you. And second of all, you know, if you want to insult me, tell me I'm busy because I'm active. And love that. there's a big difference. And the reason I'm so active is that I use time as a dependent variable. As a dependent variable. It's the only dependent variable of all matter. Let me explain when you take a different perspective of time, not the one that you talked about that most people do. I don't have enough of it mm -hmm. or you don't have enough for me, which is another problem that people put on to people that are active. Mm -hmm. You know how many people say, oh, I didn't call you because you're so busy. No, I'm not busy. Busy means unavailable. Mm -hmm. I'm one of the most accessible people you'll ever meet. I'm just extremely active, mm -hmm. efficient and effective as well. So here's how we can utilize time in its abundant nature and its infinite nature. So let's take a, there's three periods of time that we live in. We live in the past, we live in the present, and we live in the future. So I wanna maximize my usage of all three in abundance. So I know that the past is infinite. And if people out there don't understand what I'm saying, just close your eyes and go back, let's say a hundred million years. Oh, you're there already. So in man-made constructed one second, you went 100 million years. Can you see why the past is infinite? You can keep going. If I say 200 million, there's another 100 million in the past. Thus, it's infinite. What is the only limitation of the past? I'll tell you the meaning you give it. And I can tell you that if you want to 10x or 50x someone in 60 days, and I know you can do that for people, all you need to do to start to get that exponentiality is change the meaning that they're giving the defined moments, inflection points, and historical events that have relevance to their future of the past. Mm -hmm. So how many people you know punish themselves for shit that they weren't even around for? Slavery, the Holocaust, you know, the depression. <laughs> there are people living today that are resisting the future, mm -hmm. this exponentiality that you want to give them this abundance because they're giving a meaning to shit they weren't even a part of, let alone the shit that they were a part of. Sexual abuse, you know, drugs, alcohol, dick, like all kinds of stuff that we do to ourselves that we now live in blame, shame, and justification because we're giving a meaning to my bankruptcy that's going to hold me back from not being bankrupt anymore. Mm -hmm. I could tell you that the bankruptcy, when I had to go tell my mom I lost everything, including her house, when the only reason I wanted to be rich was to buy her a house, mm -hmm. was the worst thing that ever happened to me. I've been punished. It was everyone else's fault. I got cheated. I was, but, or I could say, 
what's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me? I lost everything. And I had an opportunity to give a different meaning to my future. So the first thing in time in abundance is to give the right meaning to your past in the trajectory of where you want to be. And I'm able to do that. Secondly, we talked about this one already today. There's only one limitation to today. Meaning is the limitation of the infinite past. Today is limited by 24 hours. It's infinite in how you use it. This is where that exponentiality is going to come in because you teach people how to use the infinite nature of today to be productive, accessible, and gracious by knowing the what, the who, the how, and the now and applying the why. When you apply your why to the 24 hours that we're given the only limitation of today, we are now living in abundance today, infinite. And then finally, the future is absolutely infinite. Almost everyone can see that. The same thing. Go 100 million years into the future. Close your eyes for a second. You're there. Mm-hmm. We know that it's infinite in its nature. What's the only limitation of the future? Us. We can never overachieve our own self-image. And so we need to work on that abundant self-image that we are happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. And we simply shift the paradigm by looking and focusing on what we're doing to interfere with it, with the wrong meaning, with the bad usage of time, or with fear. Mm -hmm. If we can understand the infinite nature of time and the abundance of the utilization of time of the past, the present, and the future, we can 10X, 50X, everything that we do in line with the productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in a trajectory of what we think we want. And that's what you're doing. And you're doing it by using time as a dependent variable. Wow. There's so many times I wanted to ask questions, but you were on a roll and it was like, no, mic drop after that. Like if there's ever an entrepreneurial rapper, lyricist that I've ever met, that was it right there. Tom Story said, (laughs) you are like an inspirational rap. You channel, it it, it is rapping, which is really funny because I loved to rap when I was little. Oh my gosh. And and now, right, you were taking that power and now it's like you're living it out in such a different way. And when you talk about interference, I think that is such an important concept for people to understand because I was interfering my greatness my entire life. Your potential. My potential. It took me going against the grain so many times, self-destruction, you know, holding on to the past, not allowing it to be my present or my future, living in fear, living in scarcity, and still making decisions based on stuff that already happened that I can't change. And that's so important for people to understand because they'll say, well, my mother was also a singer mother and had to work for jobs and can never send me to college. So I'm not going to be able to do the same thing for my kids. It's like, that's, you can't change that. And when we can just start to understand yesterday is not today and today will not necessarily be tomorrow and just really break it down into that concept. I think that's really freeing for people to really understand that, you know, there's nearly 8 billion people on this planet. There's 8 billion different experiences, 8 billion different religions, 8 billion different ways that we can all help each other grow. And really coming into that understanding really allows to open up because we talk about frequency a lot. I know you talk a lot about it. We talk a lot about it in our mindset training, whatever you're putting out, you're going to get back in the simplest form. Like in the perfect example of that, you'll be walking through a store, somebody having a terrible day and they bump them against you. You can feel it. You're just like, I don't even know what was going on with that person. But like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to be around that. 
when you start to just change that and open up, because I talk about all the time, if you're not losing friends, you're not growing. And that may sound harsh, but you are the sum five of the people that are always around you. I know a lot of people say that, but when you actually go through with that practice and start allowing yourself to be around people that want to cheer you on, that want to have that higher vibration, that want to have, you know, great things for you and actually cheer you on, not have like a, a backwards comment about your success. That's when, because life's tough, even as we're growing our companies and going, it's like, we still have challenging days and to have like the right people around you, the right network, the right people rowing in the same direction gives you that energy to like keep pushing through. Uh, and I know that you've shared that story a bit, but, um, talk more about if somebody, if you had to start all the way over with the knowledge that you have now like in, in business really, because a lot of, a lot of people are tuning in here because they're just wanting to get started in an online business. Maybe they're having a dead end career and they want to change that. Like what insight would you give to that person at the younger version of you? Well, first I would tell my younger self and everyone else ask for help, right? Two things happen when we ask for help. One, you're utilizing the fastest way to get to where you want to be by finding someone that's already there. But two, you're effectuating the feeding and bleeding chain. See, when we're asking for help, we're feeding ourselves. Mm -hmm. And people that feed us are people that also are being fed. They're those people that you talk about, the people that we want to surround ourselves with. And I love that if you're not losing friends, right? Because I used to say, you know, I'd rather people hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I was trapped in snapshots of approval. And I wanted people to approve me, even though they had snapshots of who I was in the past that I didn't approve of. And then I was surrounding myself uh, with people that bleed me with ideas that bleed me. And I wondered why I felt bled. And so it's so important to get into the habit of asking for help, spend your time finding someone that's in a situation that you want to be in and ask them for help. And if they won't help you say thank you, because that means they're a bleeder. Mm -hmm. They're a bleeder. Wow. And so you can create this community, this network of people who are feeding each other. And you are an aggregate of the five people that you're closest to with. And look, even in business, you know, people do that with customers. And I, I have multi-billion dollar clients and one of them is an oil company. And the CEO had a question for me. He said, hey, this client is today, it's a $20 million client, but they're gonna be a $2 billion client someday, but man, they're bleeding me. Mm -hmm. And he said, I have, in fact, I go, how do you know they're bleeding? He said, well, we got a $2 billion client over here. They've been our client from the day that we started and I barely have to do anything. And, I, and he said, what should I do? I said, fire the $20 million client. He said, no, but that's our future. That there'll be a $2 billion client someday. And I said, not before they ruin you, but beyond that, if you take all the resources that you're putting into the $2 million client, and you put them on the $2 billion client that feeds you, there'll be a $4 billion client well before this will ever be a $2 billion client. And you'll have way more resources because it'll take less to do that in people power as well. That's what we do in life. Mm -hmm. And we do it off guilt. And just like you said, it's like, goes back to you talking about being in ease. I tell my students all the time, you don't need every client. Like, man, this client is a pain in the butt, but I, ha I have to have them. I have to hold on to this one contract or else I'm not going to make rent. It's like all of the 
emotion that you're spending on thinking scarcity like that is a t- is taking away from the abundance. I have the same and thing. And employees. How many and times yeah. do we like? It's the weirdest thing to me because I'm, you know, I love this employee, but they're bleeding me. Like they're they're a good person. I love them, but they're bleeding me, and I'm too afraid to fire them. Mm-hmm. Right when I could have two employees that are helping me, mm-hmm. and it's just crazy why we do that mentally that we have to hang on to that which bleeds us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let it fall away or fire it from your life. Exactly, and again, it goes back to scarcity mindset. When once we make room for it, we can't have abundance unless we make room for it. So he's holding on to these little pain things, these little things that, like you said, are bleeding us out. And then we can't make room for the abundance. And it is a scary thing to think about, to have that abundant leap to where one day we just say, you know what? I'm tired of living this life. I'm tired of not being able to provide for my family, my friends, my mother. Like that must've been such a heartbreaking experience to watch mom move out of her place. It's like, (laughs) you're like, what was it all for? Yeah. So I I want to, I know we got to wrap up here in a second, but I wanted to talk about that moment, I know there's a lot of moments that lead up to an abundant leap, but do you remember that day where you just kind of woke up and in a, in your, in the biggest way where you thought, man, how did I not see all this happening? And now it is, and it allowed like massive growth. Was there like a, a yeah. day, a moment, something changed in the world? Like what, can you walk it, us through that process? So, you know, there was several moments leading up to this moment, you know, like when my wife was gonna leave me I had to shift my paradigm to go and take stock in who I was when I lost everything once again. But for me, it was uh, understanding, and it probably happened six years ago when I realized faith. You know, I'd gone through this journey of transformation mm-hmm. of values and practices, and but the biggest paradigm shift was watching a religious leader, and I more spiritual than religious, but they were talking about faith and it clicked in my head that I'm living in a world of punishment, Mm -hmm. that things were happening to me still, that even the law of attraction had a a nuance of punishment that what did I do to attract this to myself and what am I supposed to learn from it? Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand faith. And so I started studying the Course in Miracles and it came to me that it, once again, the biggest and most complex question of my life, because I used to tell my mom, I don't have faith in God, or I don't have faith in source, or, and she said, oh yes, you do. You just have faith in the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And I realized that all I needed to do was put a different meaning on my faith, that there was something bigger than me, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, loving source, that love me more than my mom. And it instantly changed every kick in the mouth, every step, slip, fall, struggle. Instead of being punished by it and learning something, I was protected and promoted. And I went back and gave a different meaning to the bankruptcy, to being abused as a nine-year-old, to my dad leaving as a five-year-old, to the divorces, to the mean things that kids did to me, to the failures that I had of of not becoming what I, all these things that go through everyone, these kicks in the mouth. And I realized, wow, all those things promoted me. All those things, including my bankruptcy protected me. I'm being protected and promoted. I have faith in abundance. 
an all-knowing, omniscient, all-powerful source. Abundance. There's enough of everything for everyone. And no matter what happens, I don't know what I don't know. I'm going to live in radical humility with complete faith. And I made that leap, seeing how I'm being promoted and protected, going through an inventory. So I do think it's a lot easier to have faith when you're older because you can see more connections mm -hmm. to the protection and promotion. I'm not sure I could have had the faith two days after I lost everything because I didn't have the context to see how I didn't know what I didn't know. All I saw was the punishment, the pain, the struggles and the setbacks. And that's, yeah, and if we aren't paying attention to those things, we keep reliving them over and over and over again. I right. call it like the yo-yo effect. You're just like, great day, bad day, great day, bad day. And it's like not being able to move forward. So Thermostat, being- that never, all back to the same temperature. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, Gay Hendricks talks about the big leap. It's like we only allow ourselves to feel so good for there's that self-destruction thing again. And we hit our upper, our upper limit. And it's like you start learning from the people that have been through that process and start getting yourself prepared to change before you have to. And that allows us to, you know, find that abundance, find that openness, get around the right people a lot sooner than later so that we can actually share our divine truth and be able to have more impact. And you become aware those people have all you've always been around me. Yeah. Right. But now we're aware of each other yep. because we raise and elevate our awareness by having a frequency or a vibration. And it's not attraction. It's connection. 100 percent. Well, David, thank you so much for having me out to SoFi Stadium. This is absolutely incredible. I don't know how I'm going to make my podcast studio look any cooler than Biggest this. Biggest waiting room <laughs> in the world. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in. David, where can we support you? Where can we go to to check you out and learn more from all the amazing things that you're doing? Well, I really appreciate that. Everyone in your community, I will give you my books for free. I'll sign them, pay for shipping in the books, my exercises, guides. Email me directly, david at dmelzer.com, david at dmelzer.com. If you forget my email, david at dmelzer.com, Google me and find it and find me. I'm of service and of value. Remember everyone, be more interested than interesting. Be kind to your future self and do good deeds. All right, and that's it. We'll wrap it up. Thank you all for being here on the Abundance Podcast and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.